Tēnei mai haere mai ki, tēnei hōtaka, welcome to the panel, RNZ National Wallace Chapman here. Today, a large North Island GP network has been hit by a cyber attack. Patient details potentially compromised, we discussed just after four. And health-related junior GPs could get, get up to 23% more to bring them in line with their hospital counterparts that today. And what if your elderly mum or dad or relative was languishing in a home? And if you're trying to get a parent into a home, equally an issue. Why? Because rest homes with nursing shortages have stopped admissions. Now, are you in the situation? It would be good to hear from you this afternoon. You can email me at the panel at rnz.co.nz or text to one. Zero one. Also today, an increasing number of empty nesters have been handed a rude shock when trying to sell and downsize. Some of the renovations that had been done in their home were unconsented. Whoops. Before you move, you'll have to rectify that. And the issue of deep fakes now becoming very real, scarily real. What are the ramifications. You can text me 2101. Love it to always hear from you. And our panel today is Sarah Spark, founder of Sparks Consulting, serving Kopap Māori equity and justice issues. Whakapapa su Tiatiawa, Ngati Tama, and Ngati Fiti. Sarah Kiora, lovely to have you on. Kiora. Also, uh, Peter Dunn, former minister, United Future leader, commentator. Peter, Kiora, welcome to you too. Kiora Wallace and Kiora Sarah, great to be with you. Now, First up, kookaburras, an iconic Australian bird along with the galah. But did you know that there are also kookaburras in Aotearoa? The population was probably started by Sir George Grey, Mm. who released kookaburras on Kawa Island. The Encyclopedia of New Zealand says there were isolated sightings in Rangiora in the 80s, Hamilton in 1994. But the panel has been alerted to more sightings of kookaburras out west of Auckland. And now uh, there is a link of sightings where people can add their own sighting with us as Enzo Giordani, part of a local kookaburra spotting network. Welcome, Enzo. Hey, thanks for having me. So whereabouts are these sightings? Yeah, so um, I've seen um, sightings around the the sort of I know they're on Kawa Island, obviously, and around Matakana, Lee, and um, there are also a, there's also a population around the foothills of the Waitakere Ranges around Henderson Valley and Swanson. Yeah, I believe there are more Kookaburra sightings now than in previous years. Am I right? Um, I'm not sure about that. I've certainly, um, I've started, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bird photographer and I belong to a number of bird photography um, groups online and I've certainly seen, um, I've, I've started seeing photos of them popping up. Um, not many people have got very close, but um, yeah. there's, definitely, there's definitely a few around. All right, so if you're in, uh, if you're in your house in Auckland and you hear a sound like this, here it is. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'd run, Enzo. I'd it, run, I'd be freaked out. Is it laughing with you or at you? Is the question. It's at me. That's the que- that, That's the answer. Um, it definitely feels like they're laughing at me when I'm tracing around with a camera, trying to get close. Two one zero one. Have you seen a kookaburra? Have you heard a kookaburra, Sarah? Well, for me out west, the only kookaburra I've seen is my son's cricket bat. 
<laughs> but listening yeah. to the sound, it, it just speaks of positivity, doesn't reckon, it? Does In it celebration, really? oh, yeah. yeah really. um, what about you, Peter? I certainly haven't heard one in New Zealand. Uh, I think I may have seen one, though, or else it's a very large kingfish that I've seen up north uh, some little while ago. But I'm, I'm just intrigued um, by the, you know, there's, there's various little groups of birds, the kookaburras are one, that pop up every now and then. They've been introduced 100 and something years ago. And I'm just interested um, from your guest, really, what risk they pose to our biodiversity, mm. if any. Um, it seems to me that they don't pose a great risk because they're not really great breeders in New Zealand. They don't really, they're not really into New Zealand conditions too well. So they, um, they mate for life. And so because there's so few of them, it's not as easy for them to find a mate. And they don't have the sort of food sources they're used to in Australia. So um, my understanding, and you probably have to talk to someone from DOC, um, to get a, an expert opinion on this, but but my understanding is that um, you know they've got bigger fish to fry and <laughs> they don't really they don't really they're not really great much, that much of a threat. They're, it'd obviously be better if they weren't here, but um, but I don't think um, anyone's particularly bothered about them. Well, blow me down. Who knew that the panel was a kookaburra community in all of itself? We've had a big response here. Uh, there are kookaburras in Murawai Valley, Huapai area, along with salt crested cockatoo. Yes, they're in Puhoi and Riverhead. Um, certainly very unique birds, Sarah. Did you know that they were in Aotearoa? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, well, I, I didn't. No, I, um, I, I, when I walk into Parnell most mornings, I see the kingfisher, the kōtari. Oh, you do? Yeah, and yeah. I know that they are a, a related genus or whatever, but they're smaller, and they, if they're like the kingfisher, they're elusive. You blink and they've blown off, so yes. Yeah, yeah. the kookaburra is quite, quite a lot bigger. Mm. I was quite surprised at just how huge they are. Mm. There you yeah. go. They're it's interesting. We... we um, here in Wellington, we get up around our place every now and then the um, the rosellas, you know, the brightly coloured um, yeah. New South Wales parrots that are that are um, sort of trying to compete with the kaka oh, and yeah. the kereru. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's a uh, plenty of kookaburras in uh, Waimoku and Murawai. Mm. Uh, many Australian birds get blown across the mm. Tasman, is uh, Mark's point of view. P- why would a puhoi? Yes, they're, they're just a lot of spotters here, uh, Enzo. So. Um, you you belong to a spotting community. Tell us what you do. Uh, well, I'm basically a photographer, and I, I'm into. I'm always looking for different species to oh, go and get photos right. of. Um, so I'm in all sorts of groups trying to get um, trying to trying to come up with sightings and then find out where to go to see them. And I live in West Auckland, so um, and a friend of mine is he heard the call on one of his properties, so he was really interested in. Um, and, and getting sightings, so he's been getting sightings of people. And when someone says there's a kookaburra around, we jump in the car and go, <laughs> go, go tearing off to try and find it. And don't, most don't, of the time, don't you have bit of? Yeah, keep going. Most of the time we're a bit late, but um, on Sunday we just got really lucky, and we the property owner told pointed us in the direction of which way to go, and we went squelching through some paddocks and managed to catch up with it. So that was awesome. Sarah, Sarah says, "Look, it's a, it's, it's a. Actually, let's just hear this again. Let's hear the kookaburra again." Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it says focus on the bright side of life. That's what it says. <laughs> um, and I guess your question was going to be, do I have better things to do? And that doesn't it sound great? What better things could there be? That's exactly what I was going I to agree. ask you, Enzo. <laughs> um, well, you're very interesting. Now, by the way, uh, I understand that kids can join in the kookaburra spotting for the holidays. Am I right? 
Yeah, there's a um, there's an online community. Um, I'm not I'm not a part of it, but um, my friend who um, I've been spotting with is um, it's called iNaturalist, and I believe that they have. Um, and it's 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 a it's a community that that spots birds to um, help with scientific research, so people can go online and see how many birds have been in various areas. And um, yeah, and I think they're quite encouraging of kids to get involved, and it's a bit of bit of interesting education for them. Kia so this is really interesting. The kookaburras. Who knew there was. Uh such an interest uh, in there. Plenty in Helensville Way, rural Walkworth, uh, they keep coming in. Uh, by the way, that site is inaturalist.org forward slash observations, and you can go and post your kookaburra pictures uh, there. Enzo Kiura, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Bye. That is Enzo Giordani, who goes out and photographs uh, a kookaburra. Um, is there a bit of native bird life where you live there, Peter? Well, yes, thanks to the uh, Karori Sanctuary. The whole ridge line along the northwest of Wellington is now um, Tui, Kaka, uh, Kiruru. Uh, occasionally you see a sparrow or a blackbird, but just over the last three or four years, the native birds have really just taken over. Okay. And, and, and we, the differing sounds of the tuis making, sort of imitating all sorts of other sounds, and the kakas with their screeching at dawn and dusk are, are, are really an acquired taste. Here's one here. Kim says, My mum was left to farm a banana plantation by herself after her husband died in Australia. Every morning the kookaburras would wake her up with the laughter. She always felt they were laughing at her terrible situation. She never found it particularly uh, encouraging, which is probably why Enzo said, Do you think they're laughing with you or at you? Anyway, uh, time for I've Been Thinking. Sarah Sparks, take it away. Well, I've been thinking about litigation abuse. You know, it's a thing. And the reason why I mention it is because I've just come come out of 10 years of being a self-represented a party. A decade, yeah. you know. Um, yes, I learnt translatable skills in terms of how to advocate, you know, because I was in from district court jurisdiction, family court district jurisdiction, high court, and uh, just recently filed in Court of Appeal. And I must say that the cost of access to civil justice in Aotearoa is prohibitively expensive. And also there seems to be a real skew towards women suffering from litigation abuse. Uh, and I've been watching since our new minister, Kiritapu Allen, came in and really hopeful that uh, the leg- legislation changes for the Property Relationships Act are going to be tackled. I know we're going into an election year and it probably isn't the highest priority, but the reason that I raise it is because, you know, I'm Māori and, you know, we have our whare tangata, which is our womb. And you know, as Wahini Māori, I offered it up, I gave it, and we had three beautiful children. And the exchange for me is I gave that, and then, I, okay, sadly, the marriage uh, fell apart, but trying to get redress in terms of to move on with, with my new life, 10 years, that is a massive price to pay. And it wasn't just me, it was our children, it was the whole whānau. So... Um, the impact is massive and litigation is used as a coercive weapon. So uh, things need to change in the sector, uh, with the legislation, with the practitioners and also support for those that are actually going through. And like myself, you know, now processing after yeah. 10 years being in there. Decade. Yeah. Psychologically significant to get your mind through 
10 years of that. And we'll, we'll follow that up because I, I know it'll be significant for other people even listening to this this afternoon. So kia ora for mm-hmm. that serum. Really appreciate it. All right. Uh, Peter Dunn, well, I've been thinking. When the report came out this morning about the increased seismic activity that's likely, I started thinking about what that means for insurance premier. And sure enough, about two hours later, I heard the insurance company say that they were all starting to review their premier in the light of this, but don't panic, but obviously they're going to go up. That then led me to start to think about all the other costs that homeowners are facing. And the biggest one, and all the council candidates in Wellington are campaigning on it, they've got no solutions, is controlling rates. Uh, it looks like we're going to get a 16% rate increase next year. And it just seems is to me... Is it Wellington? Yeah, it just seems 16%? to me... 16 this, this sort of incremental wow. increase is getting out of control for most homeowners. And I've been thinking that really the government needs to step in here. I don't think that local government's going to be able to carry on at the same level. I know that comparable jurisdictions overseas, about 30% of the activities that local government carries out are funded by central government. In New Zealand, it's about 12. So we've got a gap. And I think that one of the things that should be done, uh, it was talked about at the time and happened for a couple of years and then it wilted, was that the GST collected on rates should be returned to local government with the specific objective of defraying rating increases because I think it's simply going to become too difficult for people up and down the country otherwise the GST, to carry on. The GST collected on yeah, rates. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Uh, Sarah, uh, I can, we, when we got our last rates bill, um, we uh, said to my wife, are we ready? Close your eyes, open, whoa! And just seeing that number, getting the calculator out, going, okay, all right. And it wasn't 16%. It no, was far it, less than that, but still, you had to pay it. Yeah, and it may it may decrease a little bit because property values are falling, but that's not really the point. Property values over time increase, rates increase, and the capacity of people uh, to be able to pay them when wages are static or when you've got people on fixed incomes just decreases. So I think something's got to be done, but I'm not sure what the answer is, but I think we've got to start the debate. Does anybody have the answer? What an ear text me, 2101. Good point. What's the answer? Um, we used to sing about the laugh, laughing kookaburra when I was a kid. I saw a kookaburra. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> a lot right. of laughing kookaburras coming up this afternoon. Very good. All right, Sarah Sparks and Peter Dunn with me this afternoon. Do stay with us. We're here till 5pm, the panel.